So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here is the answer. I'm A.G. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Cash Flow to Freedom. I'm super excited to talk about alternative ways of generating cash flow that I've been very interested in. We've talked about everything from entrepreneurship to self-storage, apartment investing, and we have a guest on today that's going to show you some great ways to develop cash flow at a low price point. I am super interested in this. I've heard Jack talk about it before, but I'll let him jump into it. So Jack, thanks for coming on. It's so great to have you on. And why don't you tell the listeners uh, uh, real quick, before we get into all this cool stuff you do, why don't you tell them a little bit about you? All right. Well, thank you very much, AJ, for having me. I'm super excited. A few things about me is, well, the most important thing you can probably tell already by me starting to talk, which is I'm not originally from here, right? I'm originally from Germany, live in the United States now for 20 something years, married, have a beautiful 11 year old daughter, 12 year old daughter, as as a matter of fact, she just turned 12. And um, still, I guess I want to keep her littler, so uh, smaller, so I think she's still 11. No, the 12-year-old daughter. And um, what else? I'm, uh, we're real estate investors for 17 years now. We were sick and tired of our jobs. We didn't like it. We started looking around, developed the process of land flipping that allows us to buy land deals for 5 to 25 cents on the dollar. We flip land like other people flip houses. We wholesale them. We assign them. You can do everything with land. You can do with houses, with the exe- with the exception of I don't know, live in it. Or mind you, could live in it, right, with a tent. But uh, <laughs> but other than that, uh, or an RV and so on. But uh, you can do everything you can do with houses, except for there's no houses. So that means that there's no complexity of the houses. We don't have to estimate repairs and things like that. So once we figured that out, we started building that big, and now we have flipped over 4,000 pieces of land. And for the last 11 years, we've been teaching this around the country. Uh, we continue doing the pieces of land, flipping land on an ongoing basis. And we also have since expanded and have a portfolio of rental houses, have apartment complexes, and basically have taken the money that we keep making with the land flipping and parked it in other vehicles that provide us cash flow for generations to come. So we're really, even though we flip land, we're cash flow investors. I love that. I love it. We talk a lot about on the podcast on transfer. And I, you know, I think this is a common thing and you probably agree on your podcast that you have people talk about is this transfer of earned income into the passive income. It's just right. a constant theme. Uh, what I love about yours. So I, you know, I generated ours off cash flow from sales, but you generate yours off of real estate as well through the right. land flipping. So I, I love that just because you're tied in, right? You nice. see the land, you see the deals. But two, you mentioned something that was interesting. So let's start right at the first, because I'm really curious about how you find these deals and then change these deals into uh, or create cash flow from land. So how do you find it, first of all? Right. So so first of all, what we're looking for is that the nice part is that there's a lot of land out there. And the landowners don't, and, and nobody goes after them. Everyone runs after the houses, right? So this is really like the, Little the, the little hidden the hidden technique that most people don't use, don't people know, don't even know they can use it. Yet it produces the same or better profits that uh, than house flipping produces. So we look for land. This land can be really uh, anywhere for that matter, and the land can be anywhere in the country. We like to focus on three kinds of different pieces of land. We like to flip it 
flip or focus on the piece of land that, that sell the quickest. So right from the get-go, we're not focusing just on any land. We're looking at where does the land sell the fastest? Because when we flip them very quickly, we want to make money quickly. So the land that sells quick fastest, fastest is number one, infill lots. Like you have 35 houses, one empty lot. Houses are worth $300,000. The lot is worth about 20, 25% of market of the house values. The lot is worth $75,000. We put on a contract for 25, sell it to a builder for 50. The builder is over the moon excited because he get a discounted lot. We make $25,000 in like two days. Oh, and then closing in a week, we're happy. Second kind of property is the properties in the outskirts of the bigger cities, which is what's called the path of growth. Right? Cities are growing, right? The economy is booming. The economy is doing well and people are moving further out. They can't afford to be in the city. They're moving into the suburbs where houses are less expensive. Well, as the cities move out, these properties go up in value over time. So we sell those to financial investors that just take money of the stock market and they park it. They see the city grows by half a mile a year. This property is five miles out, so it's going to take 10 years to be around that property. In 10 years, they take this $40,000 property that we bought for four because we're buying our properties for five to 25 cents on a dollar. So we paid perhaps four or $6,000 for their property. We sell it to that guy for $20,000, make a quick $15,000, $16,000 profit. And they sit on that until the city approaches, and then they make sell it for $200,000. So it's a win for everyone that is involved. And the third kind of property that we focus on is larger acreage in the rural areas. Now, the question was, how do we find them? First, we use direct mail to find them in the technical point. But the deeper point is that we find them by understanding that people who hold on to land and don't do anything with them, they have to pay property taxes every single year, and they don't like that. So what we're looking for is people that have owned the property for a while, that have uh, that perhaps have inherited the properties, and now they're living in New York, the properties in Texas, and and, and they don't care, or in Florida, or in wherever it is, Alabama, or in California, and they, they sit on this property, it's like, well, what do I do now? Their attitude is like, oh man, my dad gave me this property, now I have to pay property taxes, I'm never going to go out there, I don't want this piece, and then I just want to get rid of it. So they want to go, and they just, they, and now comes our, we, we target them, we send them a letter, and, and when we send out letters, we get upwards of 10% response rates from our sellers. So we have like, if you look at it in the house world, the house world, house flippers, they get like half a percent or 1%. We get an 8, 10, 12% response rate from our sellers. That means there's like every 10th person wants to go sell their property. So we have lots of buyers. Uh, we have lots of sellers. And then because we've chosen them such that they are quick sales, we also sell them quickly and we use online methods for that. So you talk about you're doing mailers. Are you, you just accumulating that data because it's not on the MLS, right? Or right. Are... so we, we exactly. So we what we do is we go. We have an exact process laid out. The process that has been duplicated four thousand times in our business. A process that our students are now duplicating and to the tune of some students 150 deals a year, making million dollar profits. But the, what we do is we first of all we select the county. That is in that it falls into these three kind of categories that I just talked about. Then what we do is we get a list. We get those lists either from uh, data services or from the county. Then we, we some of these lists, if you get it from the county, they have thirty thousand records on there, right? So and some of them are worth a million dollars. Some of them are worth five hundred dollars. 
So we sort them, we, mer we, we sort them, we, we, we filter them as we call it by, fair, by several criteria and hone in on the exact criteria that we're looking for. And for example, one of the many criteria is we're looking for properties that are worth between 10 and $100,000. That's our sweet spot, right? We're looking for properties perhaps where the owners live further away or out of state, right? And then there's a few other criteria. And then, and then once we have that, perhaps we focus, we have like 5,000 left. Now these 5,000, we take 500, we send out the test mailing. And very quickly, we find out, oh, here's an area where people, where properties are worth like 20 grand, where we're getting a huge response rate. Let us look at that area closer. And now we become more or less expert in that area. We buy properties there for 3,000, sell them for 20 or for 15, do more and more and, and make a ton of money in these areas. And then once we perhaps, as we call them, harvested the, all the deals in those areas, then we either go deeper into that county or we leave that county alone for a little bit and add another county to it. But we come back to each of these counties at least once a year, not twice. Let's say you have a, a home base in Albuquerque. That's where you right. live or whatnot. You say Albuquerque's hopping or whatnot. So somebody in Albuquerque, they compile the list and then they make mailers and they can do it out their backyard. Or are you saying, no, you need to go to like Miami? I literally just talked to a guy that has that lives in Germany, in Hamburg, Germany, and has done 20 deals in the U.S. last year without ever being in the U.S. Uh, last year. So the, 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 it's a truly virtual business that we've created because it doesn't matter. We don't even see the properties anymore. When we started out the first two or three years, every weekend uh, we would jump in the car and we would drive around and we'd look at these properties and we would take pictures and so on. And, we, and, and then we realized that we don't have to do this anymore because Google Maps, Google Earth provides you all the visibility. Or now a lot of counties, almost all counties have what's called the GIS information system. So a geographical information system where you can literally log in, you see the outlines of your property, you see how it looks like, you can pull up the assessed value information, all the details about it. And you can do that from right here. This is where I do my business from. So yeah. we just, we do deals from Florida to Hawaii. We do deals from uh, in any, we've done deals in 19 states and over, um, over a hundred counties over the years. And most of them without ever leaving my chair to do the business, because you send out letters, you, you get the list, you get it electronically. You send out the letters. We use a mailing house for that. We have a call center that takes our phone calls. I mean, we don't have a call center. We have an arrangement with a call center, right? We have an arrangement with a call center that for us and our students takes the phone calls or, you, or, or many of our students set up a voicemail too. And then we make offers. This is the beautiful part. Because almost nobody does this, we, have, we don't have to be running to a seller and sit at their kitchen table and convince them to sell a property to us. Instead, nobody else is going to make that person an offer because nobody else made them an offer in the last 20 years because the property's not on the market. Nobody even knows that they're, they're willing yeah. to sell a property. So we send our offers by mail. We send it by mail, by snail mail, and give them 10 days to accept the offer. So, so now they're sitting in, let's say, New Jersey, and the property is in Florida, and we're here in Arizona. We send them an offer to New Jersey, and it's like, yeah, what am I going to do with my Florida lot? I don't really care about it. My kids don't want it. They offer me some money. The sale agreement is a one-page sale agreement, very easy to understand. And they go sign it and send it back to us, and we got a deal. I'm at home. Let's break this down. Let's say that you have a $70,000 property. Somebody calls you up after your, they, get, they get your mailer. 
Call it, yeah, sure, I'd be interested. You look in at $70,000 and you offer them what? 21. 21. And they say that's yes. Probably on the high side, but yeah, let's say because it's already 71. I offer them $21,000 and they'll either accept or they don't accept. If I know the area, this is an important thing. At the beginning, I might only offer them 15 because I don't know the area. I don't know if, it, if I made a mistake and the 70 is really only worth 40, then by offering 17, I'm safe. Yeah. I still sell it for 30, make $13,000 and be happy. Yeah. Right. If, if I know the area at that point, I can go higher. I can offer him $35,000 at that point, because if I know that I've already have yes. built up a buyer's list over time that is willing to pay immediately $55,000 for that thing, and I got it up for 35, I make 20 grand. I'm happy with 20 grand made in a matter of 10 days. Right. So you say, okay, you got the strategy. Hey, this week we're going into Orange County or whatever. And sure. you pick that just one county. And you go do that one and then you move on to the next? Or do you go like to 15 different counties all at once? When we teach this to our students, we teach them to go out with a small test mating to multiple counties so that they can figure out where they get the fastest and biggest best returns. Because there are counties where a lot of the land is almost worthless. So they do exist. We don't want to spend a lot of effort in those counties. The moment we realize that these properties are worthless, we skip that county. We move on to the next one. Yeah. So what we do at the beginning, we pick a few counties, go out with a test mail. But then once we have identified as a beginning investor, you don't want to be in 15 counties. You're going to get overwhelmed because yeah. this is the one and only strategy that I know that if you send out, let's say, 5,000 mailers, you'll be overwhelmed by the amount of offers you have to make. So you want to you want to if you send out so if you send out a thousand letters to five different counties, you have your work cut out in making offers. So we're going to go at it slowly. We might send four or 500 letters to each county so we can handle the load, right? Yeah. Because most people still have jobs. We, most people do this at the side until they have replaced their income and then they quit. Yeah. And some people go full in, quit their job and go full in and fall. Well, that works too, but, but mostly, mostly we don't. So the beginning investor probably shouldn't go after 15 counties. Now, after you have done, they should, they should go do a little test mail, find the two or three counties that they can work with. And then work them either in cycle, one after the other, or in parallel, depending on the ability to do scale this, right? And depending on how much time and effort they want to spend on it. Once they have enough deals and enough confidence and capability, and it wants to just build up, and now they're saying like, oh, I know this stuff. Now you expand it. So we do have students that have worked 15 counties. We have worked 15 counties at the same time sometimes, but it's not really recommendable unless you have built up a team already that can help you because working 15 counties at the same time is actually a bunch of work. Working one county at the same time is like a hobby because now you make 10 deals a year, make 10 grand a deal, you've made a hundred grand. That's yeah. like in our world, that's really almost a hobby. These guys that I just talked to, they're doing this from Germany. They did 20 deals this last year with an average profit of between seven and 10,000. So these are, but also one made them 1,500, another one made them 30,000. So it's like a nice average of around 10 grand. And they've done 20 deals while they still had, while he still had a job. So everyone can kind of do that. Now you're talking, now this is the flip side. Let's yeah. talk about how you're making income yes. cash flow. So let's say, okay, guy comes in, generates, he's not making a lot of money at their W-2 job, says, hey, I got $10,000. I want to do this. Maybe they find a the land, they flip it, they make $20,000. 
then they say, okay, I do a couple more times, but I, I really want to start generating cash flow. Yes. How can you help them while they're generating side income to use that income then off this land, this practice they got to generate cash flow? What are you doing? What we're doing is our, uh, the simplest way to generate cash from ca- for cash flow from land is by selling it with seller financing. Because the beauty of the land is that nobody lives on it. So you're not going to have midnight move-outs. You're not going to have skip payments. You're not going to have uh, this, uh, vandalized properties that destroy your cash flow. Believe me, I know. I have, I have, I have a portfolio of 40 or almost 50 rental houses that just, just today, another $1,200 payment went out to, to, clear, to clear some pump, to, to fix some plumbing where the tenants painted the bathtub without our permission in black and then poured a bunch of the paint down the drain. Right? That literally happened this morning. So like when they move out, not only do I, not only do I have to pay $1,000 right now to fix all the plumbing, I also, when they move out, have to probably replace the bathtub because how do you get black paint off that thing? Anyway, yeah. that's, a, that's a different story. So on the land side, that doesn't happen. Right? It doesn't happen. So what we do is the same exact deal. Sometimes you get a deal where you pay $30,000 for, or you get on a contract for $30,000 and you sell it for fifty. dollars that is a cash flip deal. Yeah. But also many times you get a property worth $30,000 that you put on a contract for four. And when you have that model, it's a perfect model for seller financing. Because when you go sell that property, when you sell it for cash, you discount it because it's a wholesale deal. When you sell it for seller financing, it's not, the price is no longer an issue. People don't care what the price is. They care about what's the monthly, what's the down, and what's your monthly payment. So what we do in that scenario we offer this property at the full market value of $30,000 with a 15% down payment, which is reasonable, and monthly payments of, let's say, $500 for the next 10 years. Yeah. So if you add this up, 15% of a $30,000 uh, property is $4,500. Hello, I just paid $4,000 for it. I get $4,500 down. I got all my money back. I even got some extra money left over for like closing costs, right? So after closing costs, I got all my money back, and now I'm with zero money in the deal, and I'm getting $500 a month for the next 10 years. That's a beautiful deal. You do that once a month. You build, You have $72,000 a year coming in. You have $6,000 a month in cash flow coming in. And that's actually how we became financially free. We flipped some properties, used that to pay down debt, to have their head above water, and we used that to reduce our monthly expenses but then what we also did is we built up cash flow. And after about six months of that, we, we had more cash flow coming into our bank account the month than our monthly expenses were. We, we managed another four months of the job, and then we realized it's costing us money to have a job, and we quit. And because we had twice at that point, twice our monthly expenses coming in as cash flow and the cash deals, and we were financially free. Awesome. I love that. That's just, that is so cool. Now, on these flips, I, I, I don't know if you clear that. I want to make this clear. Let's say you get it under contract, but then you sell it. Are you putting money into it at all? Or are you selling it? Like, so right you away? can, you can, but a lot of, and we do, because at the beginning, we didn't know any better. We didn't know we, we, there's ways to do this without money. And then as we made money, we just bought the properties and then flipped them and then sold them. But most of our students actually doing double closings or double escrows. So that in a deal, even in a seller financing deal like that, that they take the $4,500 and let's say, let's say perhaps they charge an extra 500 bucks fee, they take the $5,000 from the buyer, use that to pay the seller the $4,000, 
use the $500 or $1,000 to pay the title company, and basically they come to the table just with signatures, but with none of their own money. The same on the cash wholesale deals. If you buy, if you have something in a contract for $30,000 and you don't have $30,000, you just do a double closing. Somebody else pays you 50 for it. The 50 come into the title company. The title company uses the 50 to pay 30 to the seller, keep a thousand or two for themselves and give you $18,000 in the process. So this is called a double closing, double escrow, same day transaction. There's multiple different words for that or expression for that, but it's like a cashless a, B to C transaction without where all the money comes from C, the end buyer. So yes, that's being done all the time. Title companies do do that. There's a rumor out there that it's being illegal, but it's not illegal. It's legal in every, in every county of the United States, in every state of the United States. The issue is that the big title companies, under pressure from the banks in the foreclosure crisis, stop allowing that. But small title companies still do allow it. So you can do it in every state. And we have a big Facebook group where lots of students are, 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 are helping each other and we're helping them. Where if somebody posts like, I need a title company in the X state that allows double closings, there's like five answers underneath saying like, use them or them or them. Uh, so there's lots of title companies in every state of the United States that still allow it. Are there states you don't like? Or does it not matter to you at all? It does not matter to us. We have done deals in New York State, obviously not in Manhattan, more like upstate New York, right? The only thing I would want to say is that the game changes slightly if you want to do deals like in the area like of Jersey and Baltimore and so on, because what we like to be, we like one of our sweet spots is in the outskirts of the big cities. Well, if you're in the outskirts of the big city in Baltimore, you are in Philadelphia. If you're outskirts of Philadelphia, you are in, in, in Jersey. If you're outskirts of Jersey, you're in Manhattan. So the game in those areas changes it a little bit in that you're almost more in the infill lot area there. And in the infill lot area, the game is a little different that you have to send more letters to get a deal, but your profits are bigger too. So it works everywhere. But the angle to it works a little different in those super mega highly populated New England states than it works in the rest of the country. It does work there. You just have to write some more letters to get a deal, but then your profit margins are bigger too. But the rest of the country is really beautiful. It's, uh, it works everywhere, everywhere that where there's land, particularly land that is not being used for something. So yeah, it works everywhere. And how long have you been doing this? We have been doing this 17 years now. Wow. 17 years now. And it's worked on the way up. It has worked when the crash happened. It's worked at the bottom and, and it's worked on the way up. As a matter of fact, I want to say that right now we've seen, we are seeing the largest margins and the biggest checks and the biggest profits that we have seen since we have been doing this business, even including like the, the crazy days, because like the market is hot, buyers are in the market, sellers are selling it, the property's cheap, and it's just it's just crazy. There's some work involved. It sounds like it's all super easy, but no, of course, it's like there's some work involved. But the nice part is that there's less tentacles to that than there are in the in the house flipping side. So yeah. as a result, it's it's simpler than much simpler than house flipping, and the profits are the same. If you're wanting to get started up in this model, let's say you're doing it for cash flow or to generate cash. What is a reasonable expectation of startup capital that you would need? Well, first thing you want to get guidance. So yes, you want to, you do have to invest a little bit in education. So we have a course. So we have students that have extremely limited budgets. All they can do is send out 100 letters a week. 
They said at 100 letters a week, our average student on average over a larger sample of letters is getting a deal for every four to 500 letters they send out. So does that mean you get the deal in the first month when you send out 400 letters? No, because the sample size is not big enough, right? You might get four deals in there. You might get zero deals in there for the first four months if you only send out 100 letters a week. So it's the slow way. So if you have time and your budget is restricted, you should be getting four or five deals within the first four or five months. We just don't know if they're coming in the first month or they come in once a month or they all come in at the end. But on average, once you get it to a, to a reasonable sample size, you should uh, then the, the number should revert back to the, to, the, to the average, which is a deal for every four or 500 letters. Now, having said that, so you can start with a budget of 300 bucks a month. Right. You can also, uh, you need a telephone number, it costs you 10, 20 bucks, or you can use your cell phone at that level. You need some kind of a voicemail or mailbox or the ability to pick up the phone calls yourself. So if you do 100 letters a week, you can do all of that yourself. Yeah. If you want to go bigger, if you want to go to scale, then I think $5,000 should probably be enough because if you use 1,000 of that for overhead costs and 4,000 for mailers, you can send out 3,000 mailers for that and you should be definitely having deals after sending out 3,000 mailers. Then you need the startup capital to get the deal. You need a low startup capital to get the deal because you got it. it's an active sending of letters. Uh, sorry, I mean to buy the deal. But you don't need any startup capital to buy the deal because you can do the assignment and the double closing. A lot of our students, like one of our guys, Anshul is his name, he is a, he's an engineer and software engineer in Texas. His very first deal, he, bought, he put the property in the contract for $61,000. He doesn't have, or he didn't have $61,000. He sold it for $107,000. In a result, he did a double closing. The buyer came in. What you do is you have two contracts at the end. You have a contract with the seller and a contract with the buyer. You give both those contracts to the title company. The title company now has you buy the property. You sign the purchasing documents as a buyer. And then you sign the purchasing document as the seller. But all the money comes from the buyer. So the buyer wired in $107,000. And they gave the seller the $61,000 and they gave Anshul the $46,000. So he did a $46,000 profit with using zero money to buy the deal. And are you, you're getting your leads from the county or you're going out and buying? Uh, we, again, this is, can be done whichever way you want it to do. We get ours and most students do that. Once you start scaling, yeah. you start getting your list from the county directly. Because it's more cost effective. The county list might cost $100, but you get 20,000, 30,000 records. Right? You get the county, if you have to buy it at a data service, they might charge you 100 bucks for 100 leads or for 1,000 leads. So this, it's, it's more cost effective or 50 bucks for 1,000 leads or in monthly subscription, which has a limit on it and so on. So at the beginning, it's more cost effective to go to a data service and get a few sample records, get like 750 leads from five counties and go, uh, clean them up and then send out some records, send out some letters there. But as you scale, it's actually much more cost effective to build it from the county. Do you ever keep the land to build on it or do anything if you get a good deal? So yes, uh, we have some properties that we held on. We have one that I actually just missed a call while on the podcast here with you uh, <laughs> that we had listed with a broker for $250,000 and we bought it for 90. And that's a deal we actually purchased and paid 94. That is a commercial lot that we always consider building something. We still consider it because we have now, we have somebody who wants to rent it for $2,000 a month for the next three months. So it's like, I'll take $6,000, that's fine. Yeah. 
and potentially for a year longer. It would be great for a medical thing because it's about two thirds of an acre. So I could put about the 10,000 square foot building on there. It's on the main road, get 40,000 cars driving by. So yes, I also have some lots that I'm, that I'm holding on because they're in the path of growth. And there's huge development coming in, an interstate coming in, big developments coming in with like 50,000 houses just a couple of miles south. So I'm, I'm holding on to that because I only paid, these are five acre lots, and I only paid $3,700 to about $6,000 a piece for them. And when this development is in, it's about another 10 years, they're probably going to be worth a quarter million each. And we have 12 of them. So that's a $3 million nest egg that's costing me almost nothing to hold on to. But I don't personally build, so I don't. But have, we have found properties that we then flip to somebody who then built. So yes. well, and you have the options. That's I think that's one of the things that I like most about this. It's a capital generation tool. Right. It's also a lead generation tool. It's an option, so you can do what you want with it. You know, you may find a lot, and you're like, "Geez, this is perfect to build a fourplex on." Right? I just cut out a huge portion that will make my multifamily cash way cash flow way better. Or you may hold on to it, you may flip it, you may sell or finance it. There's just so many different ways that you can go with it. And we have just sold a property that we could have done. It was sold multifamily, smaller lot, exactly for about the triplex or fourplex. And we sold it. But we sold it in that way that made us quite happy because we bought this lot for $5,000. And we sold it for $64,000 with a $6,500 down payment and $500 a month for 20 years. So we're collecting on that thing for the next 20 years, we're collecting $120,000 on that piece. Or if we want to, we can sell the note to somebody for 55 or so, 50 to $55,000 any moment. So we turn five into 50, and then I'd rather take the 50 and then go uh, put it towards one of my multifamilies that I'm buying anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's definitely, I agree with you. It's a capital generation tool. Like one of our students started a year ago. He's on track this year to build a million dollars worth of net worth out of that thing in terms of notes and cash. And then, um, and then ultimately, he's gonna, his, his goal is to use that million dollars and roll it over into uh, multifamily and so on. So it's a great, great tool to generate massive cash fairly quickly without the hassles of houses. Yes. I've never talked to anybody about this. There's obviously a lot here, but I'd like to know what is your favorite book on entrepreneurship, investing, and then business? Those three All things. Right. On entrepreneurship, my favorite book is a book that changed completely my management style because we're obviously building a team. Like we have a larger team with everything we do. We have a team of over 20 people, multifamily, education, and uh, land flipping. So that book is called Turn the Ship Around, and I have it right there as I'm looking right over it, by David Markworth is his name. Phenomenal book about a United States Navy officer who took over, was supposed to take over a submarine, and he prepared a nuclear submarine, and he prepared for that particular submarine and its technology and everything for half a year diligently. And two weeks before taking it over, they switched the submarine on him. And now he had to go into a submarine and take it on top of it. The submarine was ranked 32nd of all of 32 submarines in the United States Navy in terms of performance, in terms of all the different ranks. So it's like the worst performing submarine in the Navy. So he realized he can't go in. He knows nothing about that thing. So he came in and, and he needed to rely on his staff much, much more and his team in a way, because he couldn't decide anything because he didn't know anything about it. So out of that came in management style. 
that is a truly team-led management style where the team decides on everything. He decides his goal in life is not to make a single decision, but just have the steam company. He just says, okay, what do you suggest we do this? Okay, do it. Do it. This is only such a, this is only decision, like authorizing what the team already wants to do in the first place. So, uh, and it's an absolute fantastic book. We've implemented that to large parts in our team. And as a result, we take three months of the year off and we travel around the world and our team does better when we're gone than when we're there. <laughs> I love uh, it. <laughs> because uh, it's, 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 it's a great book. That's on business. On investing, I love Warren Buffett books. I love all the Warren Buffett books. I've read almost all of them. I love his overall philosophy as uh, a philosophy that we followed. He's, in a sense, an eternal contrarian. It gave us support when we went to land, when everyone else was crazy about houses, and we went into land. It gave us support because we're knowing we're going the path where everyone else, if all everyone else, like Lemmings, goes this way, then we know that there's, then we usually immediately look the other way around, right? Then we look somewhere else. So that's why land has, has been so good to us. I don't read that many books anymore. I read more like more personal growth books, even about meditation books, spirituality books. books. What's your favorite meditation book? There's one book, two books that really have made a big impact. One is obviously the, uh, what's it, Paramahamsa Yogananda, the, the, the book that also Steve Jobs read. Uh, yeah autobiography of a yogi and there's a simple a similar named one is called the, the new autobiography of a yogi by a gentleman by the name of Sri M who's actually still alive and both are fantastic and and I find that the more I spend time there the more I'm at peace with where we are and the more I allow our team again to take charge of things so the spirituality flows into the business and the business flows into into each other because I don't believe there's such a thing like a business life and there's no such thing like business ethics. There's either ethics or there's not ethics, right? You're either a good human being and that therefore if you're a good human being, you're a good human being in business and in private or uh, and so on. And there's no such thing like business life and not business life. There's life. Yep. That's awesome. Now, where can people find you? Right. Well, they can find more about us under the website landprofitgenerator.com. Again, landprofitgenerator.com. They can also find out about us on our uh, about our apartment complex things on the orbitinvestments.com. That is O-R-B-I-T investments.com. Or for the land flipping side of things, we, we have a Facebook group that is free to join where you can make your picture yourself and see whether anything I said is actually true. Uh, and that is called Land Profit Generator Real Estate Investing Group. So Land Profit Generator Real Estate Investing. It's on Facebook. You got a request to join. Just make sure you answer a couple of questions. We don't allow spam or negativity in the group and things. So so you, you agree with us and then we'll, we'll approve you. And then you, this is the group where hundreds of our students are hanging out and helping each other succeed in this business. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jack. This has been great, very informative and interesting insight to this world that I haven't heard a ton about. And I'm super intrigued. I'm going to go read a, a ton on it. So thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with our listeners and being on here today. Thank you for having me. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflow with the number two freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.